Entrepreneur, activist, and content creator Jackie Ina is the founder of the incredible lifestyle brand Forever Mood. For more on her journey and how she built it all, stay with us. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable & Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable & Main has been an incredible journey so far, and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to help and hopefully inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to welcome our guest for today, Jackie Aina. As a leading content creator, Jackie is well known for her love of beauty. So it almost came to no surprise when she decided to create products of her own with her brand, Forever Mood, and champion inclusivity with its mission statement. She's rewriting the narrative around women of color and providing self-care and luxury in a space that Jackie describes as a love letter to each other and ourselves. Forever Mood is all about fragrance and a well-being collection that makes life easier and enhances our daily lifestyle. It also allows people to shop according to mood with fun names for each product. This brand has elevated the category, but with the aesthetic and vibe of Jackie in every single corner, which is something I think we could all use in our lives. So Jackie, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So I asked all my guests the same question, and I'm curious to see what you say. Who, in a nutshell, is Jackie? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jackie is someone who never stops. I'm always innovating, thinking five steps ahead, always competing with the old or even the current versions of myself. And somebody who really, really likes to be taken care of. I think that's one of my favorite answers to date. That's so, like, so perfectly said, but it's also so inspiring in like few sentences. I love it. Um, It's going to be a great podcast. I can already feel it. (laughs) Um, But I would love to know a little bit about, you know, your upbringing and that initial spark and curiosity and love for the beauty world. So my love for beauty, I think, is very similar to a lot of young Black girls in that we were inspired and we looked up to our mothers and how they wore makeup and how they did it. But when you're a kid, you can't really, (laughs) obviously, like, you can only indulge in but so much. So I used to do, like, what I felt like was the next best thing when I was a kid. So I used to, like, draw and sketch. And I would sketch faces. I would sketch different eyebrow shapes. So that was just something that like, I think was one of like my earliest memories of being like artistically inclined in some way. And it was just something about like sketching faces and like facial anatomy, facial structure that I was like really fascinated in as early as like 11. Like I was really into that. And so fast forward, like my senior year of high school, my dad is an immigrant. My mom is African-American and my dad is Nigerian. So Nigerians are very like academically inclined and very like overachievers to like sometimes, sometimes to our detriment. So high school, it's like my senior year. And I started to, at some point since 
like around 10, I was also into fashion. And so one of my goals was to go to fashion school. So, you know, my parents sat me down and they were like, okay, like, you know, you're a junior now, like you're becoming a senior, like what's going on with your life? What's the next step? And I was like, um, what do you mean? Like, y'all know I'm into this fashion thing. Like I'm trying to go to fashion school. Like you already know this. And they were like, basically like, oh, like you're being serious because no, you weren't. And I was just like, yes, I was. So it was like a standoff and it was like, okay, go to fashion school and pay for yourself then or go to school and be a pharmacist and we'll help you. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be a pharmacist then. So then I go to college and I was only in college for like two years before I ended up dropping out and joining the reserves. I joined the army reserves it's not like I really wanted to be in the army, but I think I was just doing the exact, it was kind of like a survival mode thing where I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, but like, I cannot be in university. Like, it's just not for me. I don't want to be a pharmacist. I'm not trying to be in the medical field, but I need to like figure out a way to like make a living with my life. So I ended up joining the army. And then during that time period was when YouTube beauty tutorials took off and there's, and there's, it may seem like this story is a little convoluted, but there's a lot of overlap. It was like discovering fragrance and then discovering fashion and discovering makeup. And they were all kind of like happening like at the same time while I'm like finding myself professionally. So yeah, YouTube beauty tutorials took off and I started realizing I was watching a lot of women on YouTube who look nothing like me. So this is in 2009, you know, 2008, 2009. And this is when like tutorials first became hot. And I was watching a lot of tutorials and I was making them like dark skin friendly. So my best friend used to like, she knew how much I loved YouTube and she knew how much I love makeup. And she was like, why don't you show people like how you do, you know, your looks and stuff. I didn't really know that many women that had darker complexions that indulged in color and wore, you know, like bolder hues. It was, it was like a lot of times something that we were discouraged from doing. Cause like Nothing looked good on her skin tone, as people love reminding us. And so my best friend used to always tell me, like, you should show people, like, how you do that. And I was just like, not really. I don't really like being on camera like that. Like, it was just the exact polar opposite of, like, the Jackie we all know today. And then eventually it kind of was like, well, like, literally after, like, months of her trying to convince me to join YouTube, I was like, well, I guess I'm not doing anything else. I might as well. (laughs) So I literally plugged in a camcorder, not even a DSLR camera, a literal camcorder, like mirror screen, old school. And I recorded my first YouTube video and that's literally how it took off in 2009. And this actually June, this coming June will make my 13th year. That's crazy. And you know what I love about that story as well is um, I think a lot of people can relate to it. Personally speaking as well, like I... I did engineering for four years. It was my second year where I, I failed. I had to take a year out. I did end up going back just because it was just one more year to finish. And I kind of like, you know, I was like, I still didn't know, but I knew I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. And we say it now so articulately and like so easily, but at that time, those are like big life changes, right? I'm sure it's it wasn't easy. It's devastating. I remember like being... I mean, I don't like to say this word lightly, but like, you know, depressed in my mind of like, what am I doing in my life? I've spent like so long getting here. And then I'm like, everyone's moving forward. And I feel I was stuck. But actually having those moments to really, really reflect, um, which you don't often get to do in, in the kind of institutions of schools and just be like, but what do I, I want to do in life? What makes me happy and gives me purpose? Um, it's actually a blessing, right? And that's what shaped us today. If we didn't have those moments, we would maybe we wouldn't be where we are and we wouldn't be as happy, right? So I really relate to that. It's and true. I think that's, it's so, um, it's just, yeah, thank you for sharing that. But also, as you said, all those elements weave so well together to where I see Jackie today, especially with Forever Mood, I see all those nuances of your life experiences have cultivated to this moment, which is incredible. Um, but I would love to kind of ask a bit about that kind of journey on YouTube, because as you know, it can be a lot of, um, it can be very tiring, a lot of content you've got to create. You've got to also be a bit immune to the negative And, you know, we all know the trolls out there. So just what was that journey in building such a huge following, like really in the back end? It was definitely nonlinear for me. So even when I started YouTube, I wasn't really putting my authentic self out there. I was still really self-conscious. I mean, 2009, like if you were talking to a camera, you were 
literally insane. Like it was weird. It was not normal. Yeah. So I remember like I used to, cause I lived in Hawaii when I started my channel and I lived in a big like apartment complex and I would film these videos on my balcony. And it was so embarrassing. Cause like, I know the neighbors saw me and it was just like confusing, weird. It was like just me. No one was there with me. Yeah. And so because the landscape of social media, like I don't even think social media was called that at that point. I'm not even, I don't even remember, yeah. but the landscape of what that was like was so early on. It, I found it like really difficult to like really be myself. And then also I'm still Nigerian. So I'm going to be aware, like eventually people are probably going to know that I'm uploading these videos. So I was really self-conscious of like really putting my personality and like my goofiness, my silliness, all the like dumb stuff that I would say like offline, like, I was hesitant to put myself out there like that because I was teaching people how to do makeup and I wanted to like take it serious. So it kind of looked like a portfolio and less like a beauty channel. So, but it was, it was really just me being insecure about it. So it really took me years to like break the walls down and just be like, girl, be yourself and like have fun and don't take YouTube so serious. And the moment I started doing that, I'm telling you, this was like 2004, maybe 2014, 2015. The moment I uploaded my first video, silly, goofy, I'm like, it was like a parody. It was basically like a beauty parody style video. It was the first time I'd ever really done a video like that. And I remember uploading it and that was the first time I ever had a real viral video and my subscribers took off. Yeah. And so even though I, I had had a little bit of a following, a little bit of an audience, it really kind of took me a while to understand it's not just about uploading good content. And it's definitely not just about being talented because don't even get me started on that. A lot of people love being like, well, half the people on social media are not talented. And I'm like, well, a lot of people love them. I think that's worth, you know, I think that's considered a talent. You know, there's like this whole like, in the in the beauty world, it's like traditional makeup artists versus beauty YouTubers who's yeah. real or who's legitimate. And I kind of had to get over that myself and just tap into like, how am I really connecting with people? Like, what is the content that people actually want to see from me? Are people enjoying my content or are they just learning stuff? Like, I, and I, I had to, over time, find a way to package it all together so that the content was stuff that people can learn from, but it was also funny and enjoyable and reflective of my personality. That's not as easy as you as you probably that think. That is it not is. easy, and you know what I love about all of that is it's actually you're basically just being more and more over the years yourself. Yeah. Because you know that is you. You are exactly putting yourself out, and I understand why at the beginning it's hard because you know it's, it's a you're new in the industry. It's a very new thing that YouTube initial. Uh, landscape is not where it is today but also it's it's quite vulnerable putting yourself your you know your your true self out there because you are literally allowing the whole world or whoever in the world to consume that content and say whatever they want which in reality in even our normal life we don't do that we are selective who we go up to and speak to and who, who we allow to con you know conversate with so that's something that I think um, does take time but what I love is you went on a journey to be more and more you and not like um, what's trending or what's and, and and don't get me wrong like in life now like trends are important <laughs> like even as a brand yeah, I definitely. Like trends. but and you've got to like you know grow as an individual um but i i really honestly have like seeing your youtube videos from a, a long time i i felt like i was the most one of the few relatable people because i didn't feel there was any sense of inauthenticity and just have to say that you've been super oh, authentic thank always thank you it's yeah, a time. Literally. It definitely was not an it takes time thing, but yeah. it takes a lot of time. And I think it's the difference between being like an overnight success, because if you really think yeah. about it, like a lot of times people will go viral and not really understand why. But yeah. because I had been because I've been on, online for so long, I had literally five years because I yeah, it was 2014. I had a half a decade to figure out, OK, this wasn't working <laughs> Yeah. this works. So I'm gonna go this way now. And a lot of people who blow up really quickly, cause I've seen the life cycle of every phase of YouTube. Cause I've been on it Yeah, every single phase. And a lot of times people 
have a moment and then they don't know how to like replicate it. I've had like over a decade to figure out how to build a brand, how to, how to market yourself, how to build an audience. And that's something that a lot of people unfortunately don't get the, the opportunity to do because they blew up too quick. Now blowing up quick is great too. Cause then it's like, okay, I'm gonna ride the wave now, you know, do your thing. But on the opposite end for people who are, are not like myself, who are not an overnight sensation, it's like, well, lean into maybe what you're doing wrong. It could be that something isn't, your audience isn't gravitating towards something. And I think that's one of the most amazing things about like the whole, what's the saying, slow and steady wins the race. Yes. It's so true because it's like, you literally have like data and, and you know, receipts for miles and miles long of stuff that you can study. Like this is, this is stuff that you can literally use to your benefit. You figured out what people like and don't like, use it to your benefit and go with it. It's so true. And, and that consistency and the patience to listen. I think when you mm-hmm. have an overnight sensation, you think, okay, have it. Let's recreate more of that or whatever. But there isn't much listening going on. Uh, mainly because also people are not used to them seeing thousands and thousands of comments and, re- and yeah. listening to that, right? But I think what you've had to do is from the very beginning is spend time with your audience, getting to know them. And I'm sure you can probably even know some of the OG followers already now and remember their names and their handles just because you were yeah. there at the beginning. And, and it's, um, that's, that's the beautiful thing. But what I love to know is sort of how did that kind of, uh, kind of work when now we had all these new social media accounts like TikTok, Instagram, and you know, we have to adapt and translate that to other channels with different mediums of content was that something you were really open to like okay let's try on instagram let's create more photo content let's create more three second ephemeral content on tiktok and how was that like so every single platform has its own voice has its own best practices it has its own community vibe even though there are people who follow me everywhere it's just it's still not the same and so because like, again, I've been online for a very long time. (laughs) I've been able to kind of like, okay, like I see what works on YouTube doesn't necessarily work on TikTok. You know what I mean? So just kind of like being able to like read the room and see what's working successfully with other people, because to your point, trends are important, but I think you have to kind of like figure out ways to like make them your own. And TikTok is purely fueled on mainly like really trendy content. It's like just what's hot, what's hot, what's hot, what's viral. Whereas, um, you know, not every platform is necessarily the same. So I think it's very, very important to study them because all of these platforms are not like, you can't do the copy and paste format where it's like, okay, YouTube cut down clip. I'm going to post on Instagram. Nobody cares. Like, why would I watch a cut down of a YouTube video? I would be on YouTube watching that. So like what works for for Instagram? Instagram reels are getting pushed, you know, short form content, even if it's not makeup related, you know, branch out, try fashion, try uh, unboxings. Like there's different stuff that you can do, but I think it's really important to, yes, evolve because a lot of OG, because I would be considered an OG YouTuber. A lot of OG YouTubers are really hesitant to evolve with what are the new platforms. And honestly, you're just going to get left behind if you don't. So for me, I'm like, well, if if you don't want to join, I'm going to be over here at least checking out what people are talking about, you know, because yeah. I actually love it. And I, I also love welcoming the new influx of new talent. Like, you know, Gen Z lives for the, them for some TikTok and I'm like all for it. Like, you know, embrace it. Exactly. We, we have to consistently learn. I think that's the most beautiful thing about life is, you know, what was here yesterday, not necessarily will be there tomorrow. And we have to adapt, mm-hmm. react, but also be curious to, to, to push that, our minds and be more open. And I think that's what you've done. But also, I love the fact that you said, uh, even before you said, you know, slow and steady can always win the race. When you're going on these new platforms, don't go in there to get an overnight sensation. You didn't go into YouTube wanting to get viral every single video. You went there to build your loyal you know, audience and, and community step by step. So even when you're going on these new channels, which I know in TikTok can be hard because you're seeing people getting viral every single day, um, the ones that will last through time in, on, you know, on those channels are the ones that are building their audience and community slowly and authentically and sustainably, not 
just trying to be only purely on trends. You've got to be on trends, but it shouldn't be the only type of content you're pushing. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. Then you have your own voice and identity, and I think that's what people then stick mm-hmm. to, right? And you've, you've proven that. Um, but, you know, we could talk social media all day, but we're here really about one main thing, and that's, for me, one of my favorite candle brands and, and self-care brands is, is truly Forever Mood. I, I have a few of your candles, which I bought in Sephora, and I'm obsessed, I have to say. So personally, as a consumer... I love them and I can tell you, you put a lot of effort and a lot of time into the product formulation and uh, packaging and it's, it's beautiful as a founder to founder. But I would love to know if you can tell us a little bit about why you decided to create your own brand and your journey in creating it with your fiance, Dennis. Yes. Yeah, so I decided to, I kind of, I kind of pulled a fast one when I started Forever Mood because when we first announced that I was starting a brand in 2020. The first thing I said to everybody was, it's not makeup. Before y'all get too excited, it's not makeup. Because I know that's what people were expecting. But the, I mean, the climate at the time, this was like smack dab in the middle of COVID and we were still shut down. We had been talking about, I had actually been talking about starting a, like I kind of wanted to like have my own candle brand for several different reasons. I felt like there was a white space for a brand that was like, not that we want to be super trendy, but I felt like there wasn't something like young and modern enough. No, there isn't. And there isn't. something that, yeah, they're kind of like, candles are either really expensive and heritage and really bougie, and I love them, but like, everybody can't spend $300 on a candle. You know what I mean? Like, everybody can't do that. And then you burn the candle. And you only get one and or two, two days. And then that's it. And you're not going to yeah. go again because you can't afford that sustainably, like, to keep on. And, you know, you want to keep on trying new scents and change your mood changes, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I noticed, I picked up, I pick up on things like, how do things burn? I remember buying a candle. One of my favorite brands, actually. I love them. I'm not going to name drop them. But this candle was, like, $100. It lasted me two days because it burned so quickly like I feel like I blinked and the candle was gone and I was just like excuse me and then you have the opposite end where things are like accessible but like aesthetically they're just ugh, like they're not that cute and maybe so quite it's like, toxic and, you know like it doesn't have good ingredients in them yeah we have no clue like we have yeah. no clue yeah. so I'm just like there's literally nothing in between so in my in my head I was like I kind of want something that's like mastige you know not too inexpensive, but you know, like kind of somewhere, something that rides in the middle, but also just aesthetically for the modern person who loves a new launch, who also loves a good quality throw, who loves high-end luxury smelling scents, stuff that doesn't smell too literal. Like I just had so many things that I, so many pain points that I wanted to hit as a candle lover myself. So the idea first came up 2009, we started meeting manufacturers, and we picked up some decent traction, but it didn't really go anywhere. I was working on another side project at the time, and I got more focused on that. So I had shelved the candles. And then we picked it back up in the end of 2019. And it was like right around the holidays. And rolling into 2020, everything got shut down. And I was like, that's awkward. Yeah. Um, and, 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 really, and bearing in mind at that time, none of us knew, like, is this two months, one month, not two years? Yeah, we had no clue. <laughs> we had no clue. We had no clue we were getting ourselves into. But I, one thing I did know was home fragrance was one of the few things that, like, gave me some... Because, you know, there was a lot of conversations at the time about, I just want to feel, like, normal again. Like, I want to go back to, like, my day-to-day routine, which is understandable. Like, it was, it was kind of a little traumatizing for a lot of people, what we were going through. So we... Um, I just, I just found that like one of the few things that made me feel like some sense of normalcy yeah. is home fragrance because you know scent, it makes you feel something like that's memories and that's that's escapism for a lot of us. And I was just you know talking to my fiance and he brought up the idea like we should launch it this we should launch it now like why not? And I was just like mm, you're insane like who even like how are you even gonna do that? I had no clue. And so he came up with a plan. He you know went back to the manufacturers. We literally picked up right where we left off and we managed to somehow figure it out and launch during my birthday. So the brand's birthday and my birthday are the same. Wow. So that's how we did it. It really was like kind of birth because we wanted people to have something that made them like feel good. 
when, you know, the rest of the world was uncertain and we didn't really know when we were going to feel good again or have some inkling of normalcy. So that's how we started. That's amazing. And, and what I love, love the name Forever Mood because it's so true. Like when we're in lockdown, like we would also, our moods would change a lot, but also we would miss a lot of memories and whether it was like um, going outdoors or, um, you know, some uh, traveling and we had certain scents associated with that. So for me, what really kept me going was, you know, doing my work, but lighting candles and just having aroma because it does give you another sense that we forget is so powerful. Uh, we think, you know, sight is important and, t- and touch but and taste, but like smell is so powerful and it can really change your mindset in a second. Um, and for me, I think I love the fact, even on your website and stuff, you can shop by moods because I haven't seen that in candles and, and in, in home wellness ever. Like I, maybe there is existing, but I haven't seen it and I love it. So that was, who created that? Shop by moods. That was so smart. So that was actually, okay. So we are going, Forever Mood is right now going through a little bit of transformation. Okay. We sat down and we looked at the website and we start, we, we tried to like objectively look at it from someone who like did know who I was, wasn't mm. familiar with Forever Mood. Um, and when I say we, I mean my company president, yes. Asha Coco. We just recently brought her yeah. on, on board. She's wonderful. And she was like, okay, the first thing we want to do is we need to make improvements yeah. to this website. And so- the brand identity talks a lot about moods and, you know, how you feel when you're burning the candles. The look and the aesthetic is like secondary, but really I want people to be able to find sense based on like how they feel. And so I'm like, well, you know, we're talking and it's like, it's interesting. That doesn't, that's not really reflective on the website. Like initially on the website, you could shop by collection, but if you aren't familiar with Forever Mood, then what difference is sprung season? Like, you're not going to know what that means, what that's relevant to. Like, you know, if you go on the drop down menu, you're just going to see collection names. If you aren't familiar with our collections, it's kind of like hard to navigate, right? Like you have to think of it as someone who's never seen your website before. So it was actually Asha's idea who was like, we should actually, like the first thing people should see is like, what is your mood or what is the mood you're looking for? Or, or what do you want to channel, you know, whenever you're burning your sense. And so it's something that I think we're still working through, especially as we like do future launches and stuff. But I think that, that I'm glad that we recently did that because our website definitely needed some like refining. And that was something that was really, really cool and really helpful. And I think it's going to be helpful for future launches because we do tend to have like a really hearty, thorough top mid and base notes on our website, like for each candle and each scent profile. But we're finding that for some people who are just like consumers who just want to smell good things that's kind of irrelevant and a little bit confusing to them. So we wanted to kind of simplify that buying process. So it's not as like jumbled around and confusing. And so just kind of meeting both the real fragrance heads who are like, yes, what are the base notes? And what, what's the fragrance load? You know what I mean? The people who really know. And then um, also making it welcoming for people who are like candle lovers, but may not be as versed in the entire construction of the candle and the fragrance and don't care. They just want to know what they're smelling when they buy the candle. So just kind of like meeting both markets and and everything in between is something that we're trying to continue navigating. So I want you to kind of paint the picture now for people listening, mostly in audio, right? It's a podcast. So I want them to, in tandem, listen to you and go on forevermood.com and start, you know, buying some candles. But I want you to storytell the beauty about your candles, you know, the fact that no paraffins, it's coconut soy, the coconut soy wax and the 65 hour bread. Okay. Tell us everything about your candles. So let's say you've never shopped forever mood. You go on the browser, you type in the website. The first thing you're going to see is just imagery. We're pulling you right in with words, imagery. And I think visuals of now that you're here, you're going to be taken care of especially as black women, it's not often something that like socially and even in the media that really speaks to us. We're always told to take care of people, put ourselves second, put ourselves last. When you come to Forever Mood, it's the exact opposite. In fact, when you're on Forever Mood, put your phone on Do Not Disturb, give yourself a moment to just kind of browse, put your phone on silent. You know, this is this is totally where the unwinding process starts because we're going to help you find something that's going to really channel whatever mood you're looking for. So the first thing I would say to a brand new customer who's never been there is 
what are you looking for? You know what I mean? Like, what are you looking for and why are you here and how can we help you? Maybe you are looking for, maybe you're a first timer and you just want to get to know the brand. I would say start with our core collection. The core collection are the four cents that we started with. It's cuffing season, it's caked up, it's matcha business, and it's left on red. The collection was basically supposed to be like four candles, one for each season. So if you don't know where else to start, just start there. That's like your basic starter pack. Like, I'm just here for a good time, don't know where to start, start at core. It's also how I would speak to the customer depends on like what season they're shopping. So right now we're going into spring, summer, and we just launched our Tropic Like It's Hot collection. So things are going to start getting lighter, fruitier, warmer, um, more tropic. Most of these scents right now are like, you know, stuff that you maybe burn like indoor, outdoor, during a barbecue, on the patio, you know, at a pool party because it's summer. So you're not going to get a lot of the headier, woodier, like darker scents that most candle lovers love in the fall, winter months. Right now, things are a little bit calmer. Things are a little bit more chill. So I'd probably lean, I would probably gently encourage someone to check out that collection or maybe you're not quite ready to transition into summer. You're still in spring season and you want more florals and you want more lighter and, and maybe even some aquatic moves. Then I would say check out spring season. We also have room sprays. So if you want, maybe you live in a dorm or maybe you have kids and maybe you're hesitant to burn candles because it's, you know, it's an open flame. So you got to be careful. I would say check out our room sprays. Our room sprays, you yeah. give it one spray, you're going to smell it literally for hours. I'm not even kidding. They're so concentrated. They're so strong. And they come in two of our core scents, Cuffing Season and Left on Red. And, you know, there's, there's just so many ways I would approach this. It really just depends on, like, like I could do a lot of hand-holding when it comes to shopping for fragrances. It really just depends on, like, what the person's looking for and what their knowledge is. So if someone knows exactly what they want and they tell me, I'll guide them. If someone has no clue where to start... I'll guide them. But I think this is sort of like a holistic where I would start. I love that. And I also love, you know, I know there's still more to, you know, as any brand founder, our websites are one of our online portals. We're always iterating it, we're always evolving it, but it is so easy to navigate. And it's really hard when it comes to fragrances, candles, where online, where people are not physically yeah. being able to, to smell. You know, I think what you guys have done is so great is you've made it easy to navigate, but you've also got very emotive um, names, which also storytell in a greater way than um, most other candles, which is just like, uh, French names I can't even pronounce or like just too bougie <laughs> where I'm like doesn't tell me anything but yeah. it's nice um, so I think that's what I really love about what you guys have done and also for people listening like what I how I consume candles like even think about your consumption of candles like I often like there are so many more ways we can use candles it could be either emotive like m- remembering a time but even like What's a very common trend is we all go on holiday, right? We're going to go like a tropical um, retreat somewhere. And then we come back after three days, back in the office, a bit depressed and like, oh, bring a candle that now the tropic collection, right? Bring that to remind you, extend your holiday, you know, like you can, you don't have to necessarily, um, you know, you can be quite creative with how you use candles. And I think that's what I love about what you guys have done is because you have a lot of choice and I can't wait for more and more scents and um, the line to expand. But speaking of online physical i know you guys have also launched at sephora so tell us all about the sephora journey to date the sephora partnership was so important to us because as you know we were we started as a d2c brand um, direct to consumer so it was purely online and what i was finding is that like look as great as i am at describing the emotions and the sense like i can only do with so much of that online and so i didn't want to rob the customers of the experience of like getting in the store, touching, smelling, feeling, because I feel like even if I described it to the best of its ability, it's never going to be good enough until you smell it. And they smell 10 times more amazing than I can ever describe. And everyone's nose is different. You know, some people have very receptive noses. Some can't smell as, and also, let's also be real. Also during COVID, like a lot of people can't even smell. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's a very, you have to think about all types of customers. And I think by having that physical space, it's, you you did prioritize them in that decision, which is 100%. It was very important to us. Oh, so was it like um, a very easy journey into it? Or was it like a lot, like, yeah. How did, how did you get into the doors? So, okay, Sephora first reached out to us like 
fall the same year that we launched and we were definitely not ready. We were like, it's a little too soon. Like we still operate in a small business, even though we blew completely the launch out of the water. We were kind of like playing catch up because we, we launched and we didn't expect that type of demand at the time. So they reached out and we, we were like, yeah, like we would love to be in a partner in a retail partner, but it's a little bit too soon. And so we, we just maintained the relationship and we kept in touch with them and they top of 2021 came back to us, or I think it might've been like the, we never lost touch with them basically, but yeah. So at the beginning of 2021, they came back in touch with us and said that they kind of wanted to pick up where we left off and gave us a bit more time to figure out, you know, how to be in pretty much the majority of their stores. So we um, are not in all stores, but like, it's a good chunk of them and, you know, figuring out the labor aspect of it, how to actually, cause we still hand pour the candles here in California. So wow. these are like hand pour. They're not mass, you know, machine. On a, on a, yeah. Like on a rolling machine, assembly line, assembly line. No, it's not an assembly line. Really yeah. Cost- it's like all hand poured. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's, you know, you have to pay people. Like I didn't want to have the prices so inexpensive that like, I can't afford to pay the employees livable wages too. So like, those are things that are all complete, very important to me as a brand owner is like, I'm not about to, out, I'm not about to be out here slashing prices at, at their expense. You know, like it's a quality product and we're going to do the best that we can to, you know, fulfill it accordingly. So yeah, Sephora has been, they've been awesome. And what I love the most about Sephora specifically is when they're so excited to work with you, they will literally give the blueprint for success. So sometimes we'll give them like, Hey, this is where we're launching, you know, and we'll let them kind of like thumbs up, thumbs down. And it's so helpful because Sephora has an insane amount of data of like what the customer likes, what's popular, you know, the top scent profile that the Sephora customer loves. And they are collaborative in helping guide us around that. And I just kind of feel like that's like this recipe for success, for success. And it's, it's great that they're so hands-on and helping us with that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we call it in the kitchen, right? When you're constantly using them, helping, you know, they help you and, uh, it's something that, yeah, it's one of the best parts about going into Sephora. But I think what you said, which I personally, I want to make people understand how important that is, is knowing that it's okay to say um, not always yes, just but when, like, you know, maybe a bit later, because timing is so crucial. And I mean, it would have been most people's like, okay, we'll make it happen. Sephora is interesting. Let's go. But for you to articulately be like, you know what, right now, like I have all my employees, I have to, all the, you know, the people hand pouring the candles, you need to make sure they're not overworked, you need to make sure it's sustainable. Also, our demand is already a lot. We'll do it, but at the right time for everyone, the ecosystem, it's so telling as a founder what your priorities are. Um, and those are the kind of, I think, brands and founders that will, like, yeah, last in time. It's, it's not all about the profit because it could have been just like, okay, let's get more money, let's get Sephora, let's go. So timing for anyone listening is so important. Um, and knowing it's okay to say no, not right now, but soon, later, let's revisit. Very, very Well, that's important. our, that's like the point of, the point of Forever Mood is literally it's cool to say no, sis. Like, yeah. you're good. Like, trust me, if you can get the opportunity one time, it'll still be there. You know, don't over extend. I, I understand professionally, sometimes personally, there's times where you make exceptions, right? Yeah. But I'm trying to like unlearn a lot of this whole like grind culture behavior where people are like, ah, oh, yeah, sleep when you're dead. No, I'm going to sleep and I'm getting my eight hours, 10 hours and I'm turning my phone off. Please do not text me before 10 a.m. Like I'm dead serious. You know what I mean? Like Forever Mood is literally like, it's not just about the home fragrance, but it's about the lifestyle of like, not like overextending and not overstretching and doing things in your, trying to be cognizant of doing things in your comfort zone and when you're ready. Because also if we were to launch too soon, we probably would have sacrificed quality. And like, I don't want to do that. That's why I started this brand. I started this brand to offer a quality, but also accessible line of home fragrance products. And I want to maintain that, especially because we had just started. It's like, we can't, we can't flop this soon. We got to like, you know, kind of keep the trust while we have it, you know? So slow and steady as well, you know, like, uh, and slow doesn't necessarily mean like slow, slow just means like at your right pace, right? Just pace where you can take it. And um, no, I think it's, it's so important. All those words you said, Um, I hope like, um, 
yeah, it, it's something that many people listening will definitely be able to even like establish like um, big brands that I've, I've even spoken to. They're consistently having to remind themselves like, wait, I want to go back to the times at the beginning when I created the brands where I was very like, you know, mindful about the growth because you can get carried away, whether it's investors or retailers later on. And one of our biggest things is I'm sure you have is just create more product, but the world doesn't need so many products. It just needs the right products for the, which is needed by your right audience. And it's, it's hard sometimes to find a balance, but I think, um, I think we're doing it because I think this is where founder led businesses, where there's a founder really articulately thinking about the vision for me is why I created this podcast, right? I do believe it's the future of, of the industries is, is having that accountability and also that kind of humanity behind a brand um but one thing i would love to know is a little bit is about what is the future for you with forever mood and your vision uh, more categories more space uh, tell us global expansion i cannot tell you how excited i am about the even idea of global expansion but because we launched in the middle of covid yeah. a global pandemic and we are also fully self-funded when we first started the brand. So we don't have investors. It's literally just us kind of figuring things out as we go and, and basically bootstrapping. I definitely want us to, you know, how I shared with the website, we had to kind of go back in and refine. There are things about the brand that we want to improve. Yes. And there are things about the brand that we kind of want to like fine tune, especially now that we're in Sephora. Mm. The big thing is before we like, it's like crawling before you walk, right? Like before we go global, there's definitely things that like, I'd like us to button up and so that we can kind of be prepared for that growth and it will take some preparation. It won't be an overnight thing. So that's, I think my main short-term goal. It's also a big reason why we hired our company president, Asha, because it was like, okay, like, I can only do so much. Dennis, my co-founder, can only do so much. We definitely need more leadership and we need more help. Mm. So we're putting more of those puzzle pieces into place where we've never really had them before. We were operating really, really lean because we didn't have that many employees when we first started. So I kind of want to start from the ground up, restart from the ground up and like strengthen our team and build our team so that we can have more solid people that are aligned with the brand vision, brand identity, and can kind of help us like, okay, forever move 2.0, let's get it. Like everything is sort of kind of back to normal now. So like, how are we going to navigate and adapt with those times? So that's mainly what I'm the most excited for, but global expansion, that too. I just know it's one of those things that we are not quite ready for, but I think we will be now that we have like some of the right pieces in place. So I'm definitely excited for that. Uh, and I'm, I'm, again, I'm so obsessed with this mindfulness. This is like the way, I mean, it's, I needed to hear it too, because I got, I mean, I, I, I want to preach that, but I don't live by those words. Sometimes when you create a brand, I get distracted and I say yes to things. And today was a day where we you know had some hiccups and, you know, as it is, and I'm like, oh, wait, I need to like mindfully think about, you know, when is the right time to say yes. So this has really been refreshing for me. I needed this conversation today to be like, Akash, slow take a step back don't <laughs> run like take just you know, make sure you've got everything ready so now thank you for for those wise words and before before we wrap up with the the fire round questions um i would love to know if you have any rituals um and routines like that you kind of maybe got shaped from the pandemic maybe you've always had these that gear you up to stay motivated and grounded every day i wear fragrance every day a perfume every single day even when i don't leave the house I also am a fragrance lover before a workout. So I wear like perfume in like seemingly impractical ways. Like I wear perfume before bed. That's just my normal. I just like smelling good. And it also, for me, helps. It's like one of those things where like, even though other people, when I'm creating content, like you can't smell it because I'm like, you know, on a video call with you now. It just still makes me feel like really feminine and really good. And it's just one of those feel good things where even if the people around me can't smell it, then I don't really care. It's all that matters. You know, I still indulge. I like to enjoy. I do have to do a thorough skincare routine every day, like faithfully, no matter drunk, tired, like I just can't not do skincare. And this is morning and night because really for me, for the most part, it's like the one hour I get to myself. So like yeah. showering, 
you know, a good thorough shower, a long, hot shower, probably a little too hot, a long, hot shower. I put on a show on my phone, like on YouTube and just mm-hmm. prop it up while I do like my thorough skincare. And collectively, it takes me about like 30 to 45 just to like leave my bedroom in the morning of just showering and just doing the skincare. So it's, it's, it's kind of lengthy. I think, you know, compared to the average person, it's a little long, but I do like that, that time. I don't, I don't, For yourself. I'm not really like, yeah, I'm not a morning. I don't like talking to people in the morning. I mean, like obviously except for my fiance, but yeah. I'm not that chatty. I'm not that conversational. So like the morning is just kind of like my time, you know, and then literally everything that takes place after that takes place after that is chaos. So it's like, you know, this, this is me time. It's so important. And I think it's important to like, um, even have a routine of that. Like sometimes in this crazy world we live in, all the meetings we have in our days, it's important to even put meetings like for ourselves, which I sometimes put in the diary because I'm so bad at it. I'm like, okay, Cash, like you're going to eat lunch now. You're going to like <laughs> meditate now, <laughs> which I wish I could get better at just doing it. But then the day goes on. I'm like, if I don't put those meetings in and there's two hour slots, so no one, no one else can put those meetings in my diary. Um, oh it, yeah, it, that's you know, true. <laughs> people just, I have my team have my diary and I'm like, wait, when did this one come in? And like, oh yeah, like, no, no, I don't have, today <laughs> I haven't to eaten too. lunch. And I'm like, why? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, you know the drill. Too. Yeah. Drill. But you know what? We love what we're doing. So the energy is of there. Course. But yeah, it's important to have this mindful moment. So I love that. Um, but um, Desert Island question before fire round. So I'm okay. inviting you to a founded beauty retreat island. And um, but I'm being really strict. I'm saying, Jackie, you can only bring one forever mood product. It could be a home spray, it could be a candle. What is your go to scent and product? Where are we going? What's the island? You know what? You have no idea. So it's, 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 you have to be, you have to just go with the, uh, yeah, you don't know. Because it's the island. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it's going to be, temp- yeah, cl- climate will be warmer, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I think this, the safest bet would probably be cuffing season. Yeah. It's florally and citrusy for me. And I feel like it's such a great, like, first thing in the morning, like, sunrise candle. Like, I, normally left on red is my island tropical scent also but it just has like a specific because it's like coconut and coconut milk it has a very specific type of island scent so i think cuffing season is a little bit a little bit more ambiguous enough to where if i don't know where i'm going i can get away with it like kind of fitting the vibe do you get what i'm saying i love it well i just hear i will just paint the picture for the audience it's yeah the top notes are french ozone salty lemon and mineral citrus the heart is iris violet and jasmine and the base is douglas fir rainforest moss and white cedar i mean that's like so dreamy so i mean that seems like an amazing sense. yeah it's so warm and oh amazing cuffing season oh that makes sense like the cuffing of together it's like amazing what yes a, what a good word that's literally why we called it that <laughs> i love it it's so good um okay no that's amazing so if anyone listening i mean if you want to try something maybe cuffing season could be the one to try first but start there test your mood you know there's a mood quiz i love that so you can also just you know try it out so fire round question first thing that comes <gasps> to your mind okay okay first one what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving Ooh, um minted cosmetics What's a guilty pleasure of yours? Fried chicken. What are you currently watching or reading? Oh, I just finished The Dropout. So technically I'm not watching anything, but that was the most recent thing that I watched. Nice. What's your favorite social media platform right now? TikTok. I, yeah, I would say TikTok. TikTok. Favorite quote or mantra? Hmm. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Oh, I love that. Funny enough, that's a quote from Elizabeth Holmes. Probably, yeah, probably exactly. not. It's, it's not her <laughs> personal quote, but I'm sure she took it from it someone. From... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, lie, it's a good, it's a great quote. But you heard it from her. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a great quote too. And my last question is: If you weren't a beauty entrepreneur on the beauty space, what would you be doing right now? There's no way I wouldn't be connected to beauty in, in some way, even if indirectly. Yeah. So I'd probably be a cosmetic chemist. I'd be the one making the products, formulating the Love products. Love that. I mean, A, just thank you for being the, the 
truest to what fire round is every single guest is like 10 minutes and like okay wait this is fire round question so i love the fact that you got the drill you got you 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 know you know the stuff so thank you but it's been an an absolute pleasure i'm gonna leave you to i know you have a busy day ahead and um we could talk all day but truly it's been such an honor to speak to you and where can everyone find i mean i'm sure they're already following but just in case where can they find your own socials and forever mood um, all the handles forever mood is available at forevermood.com that's f-o-r-b-r no e's forevermood.com and also sephora.com and in sephora stores in u.s and canada for now and you can find me at jackie Ina everywhere every platform twitter instagram tiktok and also lavishly jackie on instagram if you're into more lifestyle home decor that's a whole separate platform that i recently started and it's been so much fun amazing well i'll put all the links in the bio summary so everyone can just go tap ahead and jackie i I hope to meet in person soon it's been an absolute pleasure and wishing you all the happiness and success thank you thank you same too thanks for having me i hope you enjoyed this episode of founded beauty as much as i had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable and Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.